This is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com. And the official Dallas Cowboys app. First down. Jason Witt is in the end zone. Intercepted. Sean Lee. Touchdown. Des Bryant. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus. Taylor Stern and Rob Phillips. Welcome everybody to the SWBC Mortgage Studio. We have a lot to discuss today as the Cowboys have added a new kicker in Mike Nugent and released offensive end DeMontre Moore to make that roster spot. So everything is getting started here at the start in Frisco. Of course, the first practice of the week for the Redskins. But how's everyone doing today? Doing good. Ready to roll. Ready to Let's roll. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. And and I do have to clear up some things for talking Cowboys fans. No, Mickey did not take Juju's bike, but Brian Broaddus did help stop a bank robbery Man. in Pennsylvania. <laughs> that video made my day. Did you see that, Mickey? That I was saw the amazing. I didn't see the video. The video this is a guy is looks epic. just like it's, me. It, yes, he did. It's not just looks like glasses, it was, clothes. It was the outfit. It was the fake Walking Brian Broaddus. slow. Yes. Yeah, I'm the only guy here who's been in jail. Yeah, stopping that. I I put a guy in jail. How about that? No, that was was incredible. That guy just kind of like minding his. How dangerous! The guy's got a gun. You know? Would you? Well, I don't think you do that. Would you have done that? Brought us? No, heck no. No. I bet you. As soon as he showed the gun, you stop in your tracks. Yeah, you just kind of sit there. Okay, you you win. You don't have patience for idiots. So I don't. But if if he's like threatening my family member or something, you know, something like that, I think you react that way. But guy pulls a gun in a bank. I think you just kind of be still, you know, let the bank handle it and, you know, move on. Move on. Assume but, what he took wasn't your money. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, he body slammed that guy. Where was that? Pennsylvania. Okay. I don't know what city, Rob. I'm sorry. Well, way to go, Brian. Yeah, thank you. Middle special. Pennsylvania. I don't know. but uh, For everyone who's wondering what video we're talking about, we just retweeted it on our Twitter account. It's a video <laughs> of a man that looks eerily similar to Brian Broaddus taking down a bank robber. And, uh, you know, yes, Juju's bike has been found. It was not Mickey, but <laughs> there were some suspect questions there. You got a lot to live up to now, Broadus. Yeah. I, I tell you what, that, that I got, you're right. You're but right. If your brother's going to stop a bank robbery, now you got to step it, in. I thought my brother was a line coach this football <laughs> team. Oh, good old Frank Pollock. Frank Pollock. Cousin uh, Frank. He, uh, he looks at me and he kind of goes, kind of gives you that look, and I kind of look back. I'm like, hey, coach. He's like, Hmm. We look alike. Yeah, we look a little alike. We could go as twins at Halloween. Frank is to... getting a lot of love this week, and at basically the Cowboys O-line is yeah. getting a lot of love this week after, what, five weeks of people just saying, where are these pro bowlers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and on the other side of the ball, though, Bill Callahan for the Redskins. So, you know, people kind of, when things go bad, they remember, well, what about Bill Callahan? You know, he meant, you know, that, that kind of Running thing. game Moses. Running game running, Moses. Running game Moses. is <laughs> That's the way it goes. Yeah, well, I told you guys at the beginning of the show, yes, Mike Nugent has been added to the Dallas Cowboys in substitute for Dan Bailey as he's getting back to his normal self from this groin injury. What is the timetable? I know we it's really a week-by-week situation. Yeah. Um, it doesn't sound like they have a clearer picture today than they did Monday of, of just exactly how long. I do think, as Jerry indicated on the fan yesterday, there's a chance he could come back when he's ready to kick field goals, and then you figure out the kickoff situation. So maybe that accelerates the timetable. Yeah. If he can do something. You got a plan over there? You're deep in thought, I noticed. It's at least two or three weeks at a yeah. minimum. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Garrett, Garrett said maybe more. Yeah. yeah. The, well, because I feel like the last person I remember, and you guys correct me, was maybe Ron Leary was dealing with a groin yeah, injury right. back in the start of 2015 season. Yeah, exactly. but he didn't have to kick. Exactly, yeah. and so it's very different. It's it is a very different. But the thing, yeah, I, I think Mickey's right, and uh, Rob's right too. I, I just the one saving grace to this whole thing is it is Dan Bailey. Yeah, and he is your generally your award winner for conditioning and weight room attendance and all that stuff like that. Guy that really knows his body. He knows you know what he can cannot do. You know, hopefully, a, a quick healer. But he'll do everything in his power to get back. This is a guy that will work extremely hard on rehab, do whatever he has to do. He, he knows how important these games are. I mean, he's been in a ton of them. And so, you know, he's – every bit of confidence in Mike Nugent, good, you know, for, for now. But, man, you, you surely need Dan Bailey kicking field goals for you here in the next couple of weeks. Jeff, he said the first thing Dan said to him after he got hurt was he apologized. 
you know, because he wants to be out there. Obviously, Brian said he's very proud, and he he was he knew exactly, he knew his body, he knew exactly when it happened that he wasn't able to kick. Yeah. So yeah, he's going to do everything he can to get back as quickly as possible. But they, you know, they signed the most experienced guy by far of the workouts. So they're going, years. yeah, going the, with experience. Yeah, I heard the workouts were really good by all the guys, and and Rich Basaccia was able to put them through, uh, you know, different kind of situations. Uh, they kick on the grass field, they kick outdoors. A little windy out here yesterday, having to deal with that. Uh, you know, you had uh, trying to freeze a guy, you know, come off the sidelines, hurry on, hurry off, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you know, but uh, I, I was told that all the guys did very, very well. There wasn't one clear cut, but the, the, the experience of Nugent, I think, played a huge all. factor in this decision. Yeah. I th- and I think his kickoffs were much better than everyone else's. Right. I think yeah. Sam Irwin Hill – was kind of scatter shooting out there. Yeah, but we'd bit. seen that a little bit from him. Yeah, hadn't no. we? In, yeah, in, in training of, camp. In training camp, he can hook some. He can hook them left pretty good. You know, some snap hooks like you would on a golf. I heard those guys when they were warming up, they thought they were kicking indoors, and it's like, oh no, you're going no. outside. They of did the, the right thing. No, they did. That's a good point. You, because if you you can kick indoors, but can you kick on grass? We're not playing everything indoors here. It's true. They're not, and especially this weekend as they travel up to FedEx Field, it's not easy to kick up no. there in Washington. Luckily, of course. There's nothing not. easy up there. Nothing at all. Nothing. It's hard to watch the game up there. Yeah. All right. Make sure you the go to The food jo- is really no, good, No, no, go to Johnny Rockets. Just go one down one level. Johnny Rockets is great. Get you some yeah. Can I ask something real quick? Please do. And this is, this is totally beyond what I ever do or ever want to do. Mickey, what's the weather there? I've heard rain, heavy rain. Right I now? have not checked Let me look on it, it up. Yet. Yeah, some people were tweeting at me last night. I just wanted to make sure I could have probably done it myself in my weather app. Because it'll be accurate five days out. Yeah, well, I was just wondering, though, if they were Mickey. thinking about heavy rain. No, he, here's a man that talks about it's weather. It's the guy to ask. Yeah, yeah. but I wait until it happens. talks about weather every day. I hope you, when you go on the field pregame that you just have no ha- jacket ha- down. Shot, I need to bring a raincoat yeah. in. I'll be prepared, telling me. though, Brian. I know you will be. Pregame show. I'm looking Sunday, for Sunday, it, it is 100% chance of rain. Oh, yeah. boy. Go. Very good. Perfect for but, kickers. But, but watching, watching the tape, and then if you watch the Monday night game, the field didn't look chopped up yet. There's games if you played late in the year there where it's almost it's mud, It's the, the middle of the field is bad and all that, so – Grass looked like it was fine. It'll probably be covered, but like Tate probably not told, fine anymore. Yeah, hundred percent chance of rain. So potential for heavy rainfall. And they'll probably not cover it. Worry about that's the one way to stop the Cowboys' running game. Maybe yeah. that Gruden was gushing over. He was, right? He very much was. More than anything, he was talking about Zeke. Well, he knows that's a. But you know, he's got some weapons too, though. The Thompson kid, you know, Jason Garrett was asked about that today. He's got some weapons, too. He probably didn't want to slow track for some of the guys he's got out there That's running around. That's a good point. Yeah, you know, that, 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 that I mean, I, I, I trust me, that uh, Jamison Crowder, the way he's running around out there. I, I, a little I, scary? A little scary. Doxson, those yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, you know, Mike Nugent will have his hands full with the assignment at hand for this week, but – Demontre Moore let go as the release guy for this roster edition. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this, Mickey? What did you think of that? Uh, I thought after they made him inactive on Sunday that it wasn't as surprising as everybody else thought. Yeah. The surprising thing that he was un- inactive on Friday. I mean, on, on Sunday. Sunday. But – are you measuring your words right now, Mickey? I am. Because well, are you surprised I, they kept two defensive ends inactive like they did? Uh, I think that's what really surprised people, that Mayo was down too. And you went kind of light there. Well, not really, because if you needed more help, I mean, the idea was to play Taco. Yeah. Uh, Tyron Crawford's been playing much better. And if you needed help, you just send David Irving out there because you were kind of heavy inside. I'll be honest here. I, I was initially, my eyebrows were raised when they even brought DeMontre Moore in. And, and all, in all fairness, of course, he had his issues with the mm. Giants, and this is a new team. But this is a group, especially the, the defensive end group, that has had difficulties maintaining off-the-field things and on-the-field things. And I'm mm. really talking about people like Randy Gregory and, and Greg Hardy, and even last season when DeMarcus Lawrence was suspended for the first four games. So to bring somebody in with a troubled pass like DeMontre Moore – was an interesting take, I thought, by this team. And, and I don't mean anything by that, but, you know. Well, here's what you should mean. Well, I'm going to say that, you know, it was known that he had a temper. This is how desperate they were to find pass-rushing defense events. 
That's why they took Randy Gregory. You know, that's Greg why Hardy. they took a chance on Greg Hardy. That's why they took a, a very uh, inexpensive chance on, on this guy. They just needed somebody to put pressure on a quarterback and didn't really matter what your background was. Yeah. yeah. If you're really good, they're not letting go of you. This is what happens when, you know, you deal with guys with sketchy backgrounds. Yeah. In yeah. fact, they worked him out, remember, I think late last season and didn't sign him. Kind of mid-season. Yeah. And then turned around and – He was here. Yeah. Met with him again in free agency and made the decision. So, yeah. You know, I he saw, put, I saw he, him he wasn't, there in the waiting station. He wasn't bad. He wasn't bad for Seattle. He, I mean, he's a player, but that's Seattle's a different except different he animal. got a DWI. Up that that's yeah no that's that's where his problem was. And and, and I, I, to me, I, I, I can I can under, Mickey's been looking for a right end. But, you know, he got he got some good play the other day from Crawford. Mm-hmm. He got some good play from Crawford. I think Crawford is, you know, he's never going to be. That's never going to be great. But it's going to be. It's going to be steady. It's going to be. He's going to be reliable. You know, he's going to get banged up. He's going to play as hard as he can. But, you know, this opens the door for Taco. It really this really, does. really does. And and you know, if if it, if instead of playing eight to ten plays, you play thirty seven. And a lot of it had to do with the way the game was going. But go, yeah, play him. Let's see if you're willing to play all these young guys. We talked about it. And I, Mike Bassick and I, one hundred five three, got in a huge fight about this. Because he just wants to, you know, get five weeks in, just, you know, kick the kid to the curb. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you've listened to the draft show and you listen to the conversations here, we weren't talking about a DeMarcus Ware type of player. Mm-hmm. We were talking about a guy that was very similar to what Justin Tuck was with the Giants. You know, a guy that's a steady player, can play the run, can get you some sacks. You know, I mean, he's, he's had his moments where he's had opportunities. He just hasn't finished yet. Yeah. And maybe one day he'll get the light where he does finish some plays. You know, Sunday. The light. We had this same argument in the press conference room Monday before Jason came in, just beat guys talking about it. Yeah. And it's like, if you had major first-round expectations for him, that was probably a little bit off because what Brian said, and he had one season at Michigan as a starter in this type of scheme where he was an up-the-field pass rusher. He Upside really was the term for him when they drafted him. Dude, so I, I, don't, yeah. I don't think, and, it's a, and Mickey keeps saying he's what, 28th pick in the draft. I mean, that's that's not a, a top 10 D-Ware instant impact oh, type guy. They, yeah, they have guys that were drafted well before him that aren't playing nearly as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure on talking, uh, you know, talking with some of the other places, talking Dolphins and whatever, you know, some guys went ahead. Atlanta, you know, Tack McKinley hasn't been great. I mean, I'm going to watch his tape here coming up. But yeah, I, but, true. It, but, you know, the numbers for some of these defensive ends, with the exception of Lawson, who's playing from Auburn, He's playing the fourth-round guy from Cincinnati. Other than that, they haven't had a lot of success. Am I making excuses for Taco? No, I'm not. But you know what? Just throw him out there and let him keep playing. Let him keep playing. Eventually, he will figure it out. If he, if he gets knocked around a bunch and misses, you know, misses technique and does things he'll wrong, figure it out. he'll figure it out. Or they'll, or they'll say, you know what? We need to take him off. But I, I have no problem with him playing. I really don't. And, and by the way, to save everybody the trouble, Brian said defensive ends. Yeah. He didn't say outside linebackers. Yeah. Okay. So he, yeah, because Mickey's trying to keep me from the TJ Ward, dis- <laughs> or uh, TJ Watt, TJ Watt. Watt discussion. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that's that's another thing, too. That's a whole other thing. And, and, you know, scouts, coaches bring that up and they say, hey, what about this guy? Well, he doesn't fit what we're trying to do. And sometimes scouts get very frustrated with coaches, and sometimes coaches get very frustrated with scouts. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and, it's a, and the teams that are successful have great balance in that ability. you you got to know when to give and take. You really, really do when you're, when you're evaluating your team. I'm going to agree with Tyrone Crawford after the game on Sunday. This Sunday, Taco gets his first sack. That's what Tyrone. Write it down. Offered you yesterday in the locker room. Well, this was uh, after the game Sunday. Well, this that he's, was that he's yeah. building to that. This yes. was the game. This was the game last year, if you remember, the, the week two against the Redskins, where Crawford went from playing inside to playing outside because of some injury on the left side. Yes, and he got a huge sack. You know, kind of it, it, it forced the Redskins to have to use more time, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, they didn't have enough at the end of the game, but. Uh, you know, hopefully, and, and you know, and Jay Gruden's talking about his offensive line, and <laughs> Mickey brought up a point. I went back and watched the tape. At the end of that Philadelphia game, it, it was a shell of itself. Mm-hmm. It really, really was a shell of itself. So, the Cowboys, hey, we said this before, take advantage of these bad offensive lines. When you get a shot, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, 
uh, go rush against a, a bad guy. And, you know, and, and he has. I give him credit for that. They've taken advantage of some teams that have had some poor offensive line play. Well, yeah. they're in such bad shape, they're not even going to practice today. Yeah. They, they, they've had so many injuries, and four-fifths of their offensive line has something going on. Right. Including Trent, Trent Williams, who had has a knee that probably needs surgery, and he's trying, put, trying to put it off to the end of the year. He missed like 11 snaps in the game, came in, left, yeah. came back in. They, he's not going to practice this week. Uh, their other offensive tackle, Moses uh, Morgan. Moses, Moses Morgan. Morgan, Morgan Moses. Morgan Moses. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he I had it right. Out. Yeah, you were going right. Both right. ankles. Yeah. He's having problems and he with He can't move anyway. Their right guard, we talked about him yesterday, Brandon Scherf. Uh, he has a grade two MCL sprain. And normally when it's a grade two, you're out. They're, he's out. saying, I can play, but yeah. I don't know about that. Their center has a quad. And their backup tackle, Ty, and I can't say it, Nes, Nesky, Nesky, Nesky. Yeah. Nesky. I'm close. Uh, he's got a problem, um, and, and they're not sure he's ready to play. So You've got a problem. You've <laughs> got a problem. You've got a problem. Oh, he, you know what? Uh, I, Gruden was kind of funny about it today, he, right? Yeah, he was asked on the conference call the state of his offensive line, and he said, that's a great question. And he, <laughs> and he told the media up there on Monday, quote, I don't have any linemen, so that's not good. Well, did you guys get a chance to see the mic'd up audio that the TV department was able to get from the San Francisco game? Mm-mm. I highly recommend it. We posted it on Dallas Cowboy Social. But if you watch it, Demarcus Lawrence comes back to the bench after I think he got his first sack or maybe Tyrone did. And he looks at the line and he goes, to be honest with y'all, we ain't got enough sacks. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, you know, it's... and then congratulates Tyrone. And then the whole thing that that was their thing. Like, we're getting after this rookie quarterback. Right. And, this is and be- they're hungry. Yeah, they want to be. They're like Saxonville, is what Jacksonville is <laughs> calling themselves right now. And they're like, no, 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 we'll catch up. They're hungry, and yeah, and this is becoming the key matchup in this mat in this game. I think is how healthy can this this O line in Washington possibly well, be? There was a time when the Cowboys wouldn't take advantage. How many games do we remember, guys, when the, they'd play the Giants and the Giants were always beat up on the line. They'd be missing two or three guys, and then they wouldn't be able to get any pressure on Eli Manning, and it and then it'd be and everyone's kind of, mad. And everyone's mad. This team is now taking advantage of teams that have poor offensive line play, mm-hmm. that, and that's what you got to do. Lawrence, you, you've is, got to yeah. you've got to punish teams that don't have quality offensive linemen. It, it's it, it's that's that's the way the NFL works. Yeah, so I like hearing that about Washington. I mean, I obviously I'm never rooting for injuries, but if this team can continue to take advantage, and hopefully, like Mickey pointed out, it could be the spark for Taco. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. there are some guys sometimes on football teams, I feel like Mo was the last one that I really felt like once he started playing with some confidence, you saw more juice from him week by week. Yeah. So hopefully that's how it happens. It's a time. it's a balance, yeah, because young players need to play, but they also need to show enough to be able to get those to, snaps. To get the snaps. And he's got a he's got a clear path to getting more snaps. And but he, he also needs to see the guys around him and what they're doing. You know, yeah. I mean when Leon Lett and Marinelli and those guys are coaching up technique, do this, do this, you know, he needs to take that to heart. He needs to say, okay, gosh, I see it. Okay. I see how, I see how Crawford's getting home. I, you know, I see how, I see how D law's getting home, uh, you know, getting home. Yeah. You know, that's that he's got to take advantage of that. He can't, he can't revert back to things, bad habits or bad techniques that he's had before. He has to try and keep going forward and, and take advantage. And, and Rob's right. You know, they, they've, they've cleared the decks for him to be to get more reps. Before it was like, hey, do more, do more to get more reps. But now he needs to go out there and, 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 and uh, be the guy that, uh, that they think he could be. Absolutely. And then the other thing he's got to remember, this ain't all about sacks. He's yeah, got a pressure run over there, too. Yeah, exactly. You know, because if you don't play the run, Marinelli, you yank you right out of there. You will. That's true. Uh, well, and he they're will. Gonna, and they're, I mean, who do you think they're pinpointing? You know, they're going to say, oh, Taco's out there. Let's go see yeah. what he can do if he knows how to hold up on the edge there. And so that's going to be important, too, to be able to stay on the field, to have the ability to put pressure on a quarterback. Otherwise, you're out of there. You know, they got they got other problems, too. You yeah. know, they lost their kicker. So both teams are playing with backup kickers. Dustin Hopkins on IR. Uh, they lost um, – 
Jonathan Allen, their defensive tackle. Yeah, yeah no, Alabama first round oh, draft yeah, choice, yeah, right? Absolutely. So that's a big over. load out of there. Right. Uh, Trent Murphy, their linebacker on IR. Delangelo Hall still on pup. Uh, so they've been pretty beat up this in, this entire year, and now with all these injuries, and they got like a half dozen more guys that are, they're monitoring. Uh, Josh Norman being a big one. Yeah, ribs. He's yeah. missed the last two games, and Gruden was funny about that, wasn't he? He said something about, yeah, Josh probably mad at me because I didn't let him play again. And, yeah. And, and somebody said, is he always mad at you? He goes, yeah, he's usually mad at me all the time. That's Which, but he pointed out the doctors weren't clearing him to play yet. So, uh, yeah, and it's a short week. And it's a short week, by the way, for them. Yeah. So, uh, physically, they're they're not in good shape. Yeah. Maybe their field is, but... The no, the field is, for sure. We know that. All right. Well, let's take our first break here in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. You guys can call us. The number is 214-872-2102. We will be right back. We, the entertainment-loving people, want a smartphone built for us. With AT&T and DirecTV, you can get the Samsung Galaxy S8. With an infinity edge-to-edge -edge screen, it's perfect for entertainment. We want exactly what you just said. Buy a Samsung Galaxy S8 and get one free after bill credits when you buy both on AT&T Next and have DirecTV. Visit your local AT&T store today. Buy each for $750 on installment agreement with eligible service. New line is free up to $750 in credits over 30 months. Credits start in two to three bills if service canceled by balance due. Taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Limited time offers. See store for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you this is talking cowboys Tommy john the softest most supportive underwear out there they're feature packed and feel amazing and if you disagree they're backed by the best pair you'll ever wear or their free guarantee plus shop exclusive cowboys underwear at tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys for 20 percent off your first order tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys that read was a little bit better wasn't it Where'd I, you get that one? Did you kind of mess I, around that one? Yeah, I took out a couple things. Yeah, did you? Yeah. thought maybe you wrote it yourself. No, yeah. no. It's good. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. stuff. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, also, Cheeto will be limited today after yeah. he has been dealing with an ailed hamstring. Yeah. So, limited. Mickey, translate that. That means he's not practicing. He's not practicing. Brian's got the, I'm going out. Already, I mean, yeah. Okay, so he re-injured it in the Packers game, obviously, or well, it was the Packers, Packers right? game, and then right? Sat out for bye week, of course, and right. sat out last week. And you know, this was something that flared up in training camp, and then flared up in week two against the Broncos. I have a feeling, guys, and I don't mean this to be rude to him or or whatever. His Better think about what is. you're saying. Yeah, be careful. Don't be rude. I'm not being rude, but I'm just saying. I think this might be something he might be dealing with all year throughout the season. Yeah, this is and this is why. Easy. Yeah, this is absolutely why they try to be as careful as possible with hamstrings because they do everything they can to make sure you don't aggravate it. And if you do, you're probably looking at a longer timetable, and that's what's happening here. How many limited nos did we have today? Tyron Smith probably going to get a day off. Right, that's what yeah. it sounded like. That sounded like day. Durant, maybe Lee. Yeah. Sounded like Lee would be limited. Yeah, uh, he had the quad, but they sound, sounded like he'd be okay. Yeah, yeah. I think they're just making sure he doesn't overdo it with the hamstring. You know, it's it's the thing with the thing with Cheeto is is 
really disappointing because they are playing young kids. They're willing to play these the young guys in the secondary, yeah. and, and you know, and and if, if hey, if you have pass rush, get the young guys some experience. You know, yeah. if they're not out there having to line up all day one on one and take on guys, and you know, but I mean that that's that's the unfortunate thing because I think they would put Cheeto out there to play. I think they'd find a spot for him and say, hey, you know, go learn, go be better. And, and uh, but yeah, this and Tay, I, I, I I'm I've got one foot in the parking lot with you on this thing long term. I really, yeah. really do. I, but for I, the season. Yeah, yeah. I just, just it, it, it's, it's never, it's, this is one of those injuries for a young guy that's never easy to deal with, you know, and he never got hurt at Colorado. I shouldn't say never, but, but I mean, he probably played. Not to this extent. Not to this extent where he's now having to, you know, everybody's practicing and he's in the, uh, in the weight room kind of watching through the windows. You know, and he's watching. Nose Lewis. on the glass. Well, he's watching Lewis play. He's watching Woods play. He's watching Jalen Smith play. He's watching all these young guys play. Mm-hmm. And he's thinking, man, you know, maybe that could be me out there. And he, he just hadn't had the opportunity to do it, though. It's unfortunate in it a, is. a lot of ways. Yeah, but it does give more opportunity to other guys. And I want to ask a question to you guys because I was looking around the defense and just kind of looking at different guys, second-year guys in particular. Do you believe that Anthony Brown is having a sophomore slump? Is that fair? You mean you, he's not playing well? He's not playing up to the – Anthony Brown we saw as a rookie. Yeah, I, I felt like, you know, yes, of course, a six-round guy who comes in, steps in when Orlando Skandrick went out last season and, and had a good – Yeah, I wish he wouldn't have held – wish he wouldn't have held on that interception because – This he was past in, weekend. Yeah, he was in good shape. He went yeah. and got the football. That's what you want to do, but – Mickey blows that off. Bad call. <sighs> I don't know how to do it. Everybody's Not how to hold. Everybody's got hands on everybody in the whole game. So now it's yeah. like six of one, half a dozen the other. Am I going to call it or am I not going to call it? You're yeah. kind of at the mercy. I and know. throw the flag before he intercepts See, it. See, that's the thing I've been, you know, now that I sit and watch these games at the, in the studio at the Star, I'm always waiting for a ball that's contested. And it's that 1,001, 1,002. And then I'm looking at the Fox box in the corner to see if that yellow light comes on and says flag. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's sometimes, like you say, Byron Jones had one where he's covering on, on the fourth down play. He's covering inside, and the receiver falls. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, gosh, don't yep. call that. Don't call that one. And he falls. I'm like, oh, they got it. I mean, it's good. They got they got off the yeah. field. But Mickey's right. I think that the, the, the question, you know, the questions of, you know, you know, we had saw Jordan Lewis today. He, he, he yanked the kid's jersey. I mean, you could see him yeah. pull the jersey. I mean, that, you got to make that call. But there's a lot of times where they will not let these guys play. And, you know, and, and if it's downfield and guys are making breaking routes, it's difficult not to grab them every once in a while. You know, we we kind of got off on the Demontre Moore thing. What are your confidence level with Nugent? Um, I looked it up, by the way. I mean, Dan Bailey sets a high standard. He's the all-time Which we're pretty spoiled, right? Ever in the NFL currently. That's good findings on our part, too. Like, yeah. He and Tucker in Baltimore are neck and neck every season to keep that ranking. Um, the thing to me that stands out with Bailey is where you make your money as a kicker is 40 to 49, or as Brian told me, you know, that 45 to 50 range. And 40 to 49, Bailey's second all time, 89.5%. Nugent's a career uh, 80% kicker, pretty good, been around a long time, it's close to 75% from 40, 49. I mean, those distant kicks are big, especially when you're driving inside the 30 yard line. As a play caller, you got to make decisions. So I, I'm curious to see, you know, are they going to be as comfortable in that situation going to their kicker? Well, I keep hearing people saying, oh, we're so spoiled with Dan Bailey, and, you know, he is great. I mean, Pro Bowl kicker, you can't can't take that for granted. But, you know, he was an undrafted guy. Not many kickers are drafted, and when they are, maybe they're like Robert Aguayo, who's now on the Panthers practice squad. Right. But my whole point of this is that I think when you have a kicker in the National Football League, it's not like college where it's like, Ugh, we don't trust this guy. We're just lucky to have him. Well, that's you're a good in the point. National Football League. There's only um, 32 of you. But me, you got to, tr- yeah, you're careful, right. You do have to careful. trust your kicker yeah, to some but, degree. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, Things though. have to be good. Cowboys, yeah. were, Cowboys were aggressive in the end of the half in the San Francisco game to a point. Because you know what they were trying to do. They were, right? tr- yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're trying to get points. I, under, I, mean, I think I'm going the right direction. Yeah. They're trying to get points, but then all of a sudden they're thinking, Oh my gosh, we've got to carry this thing. We we can't just get past the SF logo in the middle of the field and expect to get yeah. three points. We've got to find a way to to get further in. I mean that 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 hampered the uh, the plan was really good to get the ball back. 
and then they got the ball back, and and or it was after the well, it, yeah. it was a it was sack fumble, sack, sack fumble. fumble. Now you're going for the throw, and but you're thinking, okay, if we could just get past. Oh wait, we don't have Dan Bailey. Well, I, I'm not talking in particular to this previous game. Yes, that was. No, a no, I'm just no, saying. What Brian's saying. I'm just saying the way you think now. It's way indicative you think. because yeah. I thought the same thing. Yeah. I thought initially. Oh, just take a knee. Let's, right. let's yeah, get, get out of get here. Out of right? here. You're right. lucky to get the fumble right. recovery. Yeah, I think right. I did and then I said, well, that. but you know what? If you get a couple more yards, you can yeah. try a long. Oh, no, it's, we don't yeah. have a guy to try yeah. a long field goal. It, it turned, and I'm thinking that's yeah. what happened. And, and then they finally said, okay. Yeah, it turned go. into pass, pass, and then it was draw. Okay, nice gain. Okay, draw again. Let's you know, go to the house. Let's go to the house. And you know, if you would to be aggressive to say, okay, let's go kick a field goal with no time on the clock, you would have had to get inside probably the 25 yard line to have a shot at that. With Dan Bailey, though, you get to the 40, you got a shot at the, you got a shot to get points. Mm-hmm. So that this, you know, people, people now with Nugent, we'll see if he is not consistent enough. Yeah, you would hate that Dallas would lose points in a game, especially as tough as these Washington games have been. Back and forth, back and forth. You need these three. Oh, yeah. Two years ago, Dan Bailey was being carried off the field. Yeah. Jason Witt. You, you exactly. Know I, you know what yeah. I'm most worried about? The extra points. Yeah. They're automatic with Dan, right? Oh, he had never, he's never he, missed. He doesn't miss. Right. The reason this guy got cut in Cincinnati in December last year was he, he was missing extra points. Yeah. They're not gimmies anymore. No. You 35, know, right? I mean, 33-yard field 33, goal. yeah. I have a question, and maybe you guys know this or maybe you don't. I've never been to – other football facilities out here in the NFL and and a unique part of the Dallas Cowboys especially their outside goalposts they have two that are extra skinny the narrow ones the narrow ones right do other football facilities also have that for their kickers to train on as well do you know that um, is the, that a common thing? well I've been to the three I've been to but they've been it's been a while the we did not have narrow ones in Green Bay nor Jacksonville nor Philly and then came here. So. Yeah, that was so long ago. Though. I know. No, it was. They were wooden. They were Old wooden goals. Right? They, they, they were still. That yeah. goalpost was still on the goal wooden, line. Wooden, Made out of pipes. Wooden, yeah, wooden goalpost. They were wooden actually, and they were on the goal line, like Mickey said. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just saying, is that something unique for the Dallas Cowboys? That I don't know that it helps. You don't? No. Can't it can't hurt? Well, right? it's just, but it's just cosmetic. Visual. It's visual. Yeah. It's not like it's it, going to help you. Maybe make Jeff field Heath, goals. if he looked at him now, would say, wow, that, yeah. <laughs> that, those field goals, those, those goalposts <laughs> in San Francisco sure are wide. You know, it's, it's like putting into a, a, a golf. But I'm know, talking golf about golf. a guy that's been pretty good, and all of a sudden he starts missing extra points. Uh, yeah, you're right. I'll tell you one thing that will help any kicker Bailey, Nugent, is the way this offense is keeping drives going. Score yeah. touchdown. They are in the last three games, they're the best third down offense in the NFL. They're they're converting fifty six percent of their drives. They're back to what they used to do. Yeah, we talked about how good they've been in the red zone. So, you know, the goal is to score a touchdown every time. So maybe they get in they can continue that and get in situations where the kicker's not having to kick a forty seven. Do you think you're more goal. aggressive then in, in in those situations? The fact that I really don't know Mike or do you give him a chance and then say, "Okay, you, you have to really, force me to do something different." The head coach is this. It's an assignment. I know you guys got uh, pregame duties. Mickey needs to figure out the, what the range is and what hash and all that stuff like that for Mike Nugent, and because that'll give you an idea. This is where Rich Passaccia will have to tell Jason Garrett, "Hey, if you get him inside the forty three or 44 at the right hash, he's got a better chance of making. You put him outside the 45, we're not going to make a field goal today. So, I mean, that's that's what they've got to figure out. And that and that's with Dan Bailey. I mean, there are times where I, I can't tell you how many times I sat in the press box at AT&T next to Mickey a lot of times and said, punt this one, punt it, punt it. Dan Bailey, 54-yard field goal, the Cowboys. You know, I'm like, okay, how stupid do I feel? But I'm, I'm thinking, you know, field position. Missed field goals to me are like turnovers. They really are. They don't field they, position. Yeah, they yeah. don't count because when they place the ball. So if, if all of a sudden Mike Nugent, you get in a game and you're trying a 50 yard field goal and he misses, well, think where the ball is going to be. You know, that's just like a turnover right there where Dan Bailey's knocking that thing home. You're kicking off and maybe tackling him down inside the 20 yard line. Yeah. And I hear what Mickey's saying. I think, yes, Nugent was let go by the Bengals last season in December. And, you know, there have been other kickers that have had. You know, hot starts and then fizzled out. Blair yeah. Walsh being yeah. one of them. Yeah. Now he's with – who is he? Is he with the Seahawks now? Not sure. I believe he is. I think he yeah. is because yeah. I saw something on ESPN this past weekend. And then 
you know, another one, Stephen Hoshka, who was with the Seahawks. Seahawks, and now he's with the Bills, and he's having a great season with the right. Bills. So it's well, just it's bad weather kickers right there. Yeah, you know, and then Robbie Gold being another one. Yeah, the the thing yeah, I could say with this whole thing, it, it's going to be really guesswork early. You know, you're going to have your best guess, your best educated guess on what he can and cannot do. You got him because he's a veteran. You know, there's a lot of guys. Like Scott Linehan even said this. You know, if you ever watch Scott Linehan, he sits down next to Dak and Kellen Moore and those quarterbacks. They all sit down and they start breaking down when when Dan Bailey's on the field. They don't even think about it. They think they're thinking three points. They're th- they're not even thinking about miss miss field goals. It's an element this team hasn't had to consider yeah. for years. And I'm not. You're right, Tay. I mean, he's been in the league for a reason for a long time. So the hope is that that consistency stays. But it may be something that could crop up. You never know. It's I mean, he's a little still, bit of a roll of the dice with kickers. It looked like he still had pop, like his leg, leg strength, good. You know, now it's a matter of direction and having somebody come at you and not just, get distracted. Just hope the confidence. Like I said, yeah, there's, there's a lot of guys that are there that just they never worried about Dan Bailey. Just never worried about it. And now you're 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 now instead of not watching field goals, you're watching field goals. You have to be ready. Just hope that his first one's maybe like 25, 30 yards. Well, if he chunks that one. Instead, of, <laughs> instead of having to chunk that off one. on a 47-yarder, you know. I'm yeah. yelling for Heath. You'll hear me from the star. Put Heath back in there. <laughs> no, these are all. Get LP ready to go. We'll see. LP, the long snapper for so many years. Yeah. Man, he Mini. had some veteran days. Kick off. Kick off, yeah. man. Yeah. He is a kickoff man. But, no, these are all fair, fair points. I was just kind of saying, like, if you're a kicker in the National Football League, like, they should always have confidence in you. Unfortunately, that's that's just not the case. You just don't know. That that's that's such a problem. If if you've never, you know that that's. I remember the days working in the scouting department here. We had Steve Hoffman, and like I said earlier, Hoffman would go down to Walmart, grab ten guys out of the, out of the out of the lot, and next thing you know, he had a Pro Bowl kicker. You yeah. know, I mean, every time, every single, and, th- and, and the Cowboys never have... spent money. Never, we never spent money. I never evaluated a kicker. Not one day when I yeah. when five, so excuse me, six years I was in the scouting department here. Not one day did I ever evaluate a kicker because yeah. Hoffman always handled that. But it was rare to in the league to have a kicking coach, right? I mean, oh, it was, it was, yeah. it was a special teams coach. He was not worth, a guy that was. Strictly... He was worth every penny that, 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 that instead of paying a kicker. He he was the he was the reason why Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, never paid a kicker because as soon as that contract got up to where oh we have to pay this guy, like, ah Hoffman, go have another workout there at uh, Home Depot guy, and uh, guy or Lowe's. Would, or, guy would become a free agent, yeah, and it, or a restricted Chris Bonio, Bonio Philadelphia, Chris Philadelphia, and you then know, he, and Bonio huh? wanted to stay, yeah, and Hoffman told him, "What are you thinking about?" He goes, "You got to go take the money. Yeah. They're giving you bonus money. Yeah. Kickers don't get bonus money." And so then he leaves and he goes finds Richie Cunningham. Yeah, he he was oh. it was amazing how he would find guys. Yeah, and, and we never one time evaluate, and you never knew what to say to a kicker. You know, I mean, I was a long snapper. You just snapped the ball and hope it got through. Mm-hmm. And you know, the and that was something the Cowboys always had, even before Hoffman got here. They had back in the late sixties, they found Ben Agaginian. Agaginian. Yeah. Uh, he was out on the West Coast, and yeah. he was their kicking guru, their, their consultant. And he wouldn't be with them only in training camp. And then when they needed them, they would call him in. But they always seemed to find a kicker. Oh, they've had a ton. The history Cowboys have a great history of kickers. Kickers and quarterbacks. Yep. Kickers and quarterbacks. That's beautiful. What a line. <laughs> an t- autobot. Might be a book. Yeah. Well, let's kickers, think- quarterbacks, and running backs. Planes, trains, and automobiles. That's it. Good one, Mick. Start getting on that one. We're going to take our final <laughs> break here, and we will be back for our third segment of Talking Cowboys. We, the entertainment-loving people, want a smartphone built for us. With AT&T and DirecTV, you can get the Samsung Galaxy S8. With an infinity edge-to-edge screen, it's perfect for entertainment. We want exactly what you just said. Buy a Samsung Galaxy S8 and get one free after bill credits when you buy both on AT&T Next and have DirecTV. Visit your local AT&T store today. Buy each for $750 on installment agreement with eligible service. New line is free up to $750 in credits over 30 months. Credits start in two to three bills if service canceled by balance due. Taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Limited time offers. See store for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni and 
cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas based Jack Black, is the number one best selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit getjackblack.comslash cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you this is talking cowboy do you know why papa john's pizza tastes so great especially the pan pizza it's the ingredients yeah. like the veggies delivered fresh whole never frozen and the pepperonis 100 pork and beef and it's also the pan they look for the right pan special type of pan. pan pizza in and you will have better ingredients better pan better pizza better Papa, Papa John's. John's. Yeah, absolutely. Man, Mickey, <laughs> your passion for that read transcends this entire podcast. Really? Uh, yeah. He, he won't just read it. You know, he's got to put a little spice. Too boring. Yeah. yeah. Boring. Not the Papa I mean, John's how long pizza. have we been doing this? Hey, a Rob, long what's time. Twitter poll today? Twitter poll today takes a look at Cowboys free agent signings recently. Oof. And speaking of DeMontre Moore. This is a tough one. Which free agent signing are you most surprised didn't work out dating back to last year too? Nolan mm. Carroll, DeMontre Moore, Stephen Paya all signed in March, or Cedric Thornton from 2016? Mm. Gosh. This is a close poll too. I voted. Mickey wrote down his I have a write-in. Circled it. Who'd you write in? Benson Mayoa. Worse than the, all those other guys? You could have put Oh, the absolute AOA, worst? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I thought it was very disappointing. because he, He's on the team, though. Yeah, yeah but. These other four aren't. But. That's why they're in the poll. Oh. You just kind of, just kind of. He's got to be. You're he, your own guy, aren't he's, you? He's opposite, man. Yeah. Oh, Mon. They kind of paid him a little bit of money. And the word was. But you've, you've kind of said he wasn't terrible Mickey, sometimes. He led him in sacks last year. I think these guys We're aren't on the about roster. The ones that aren't on the roster talking about how many do you have? The way that they've approached free agency. Yeah, that's part of the discussion for sure. How many do they have? I think he had like six last year. Six, six. something like that. Hey, I'll I, I'll tell you who I voted for, Cedric Thornton. I did. If I had to vote for those four, that's who I'd vote for. Because Stephen Paya, they they they're gonna they're gonna get beat up on that one, but it was his knee. And it was his own his, decision. His, yeah, his own his his knee wasn't right, and he got. Uh, Nolan Carroll was uh, a bridge, and they figured out, you know what, we've got younger guys that we would rather play. Did you expect anything from him? I did. Did you? As I did. I did expect something for him to, 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 to get the players to be a good enough to get other guys ready if they needed to. Hell, Mickey, they started him in the Giants. I know, I know. Uh, and then I look at, I look at uh, DeMontre Moore as – you know, things at, at, at Seattle weren't terrible. Mm-hmm. If you go back, it's serious. If you sit down and we all watch the Seattle games together defensively and you say, wow, DeMontre Mori, that's not bad. And I could see why they did what they did. But I think the one that really, really kicked me in the rear was the Cedric Thornton one. Well, that's the one that they paid money for, too. Yeah. See, that's the one. That, those are the kind when you go back. You know, I, missing on free agents is one thing. Missing on draft picks is a whole other thing, too. You know, because I think that sets you back even worse. Now, they, they didn't give $80 million to Cedric Thornton, but like Mickey said, they gave him a big chunk of change. And now, now it makes Stephen Jones want to say, okay, we, we, what are we doing here? What's, you know, we feel, how do we feel about this? You know, but so you bring I, up I, a good point. I think some of them are, are not their fault. Yeah. But the Cedric Thornton one is clear their thought because they felt like that they needed to give him the most money to make this work. Well, you bring up a good point because you say, okay, so it's okay if they miss a little bit on free agency. That's in March. That's really gets going in March. Obviously carries 
pretty much throughout the rest of the season, depending on what guys get picked up and whatnot. But to miss on draft picks, that hurts you even more because now it's like, well, if we would have known this guy wasn't going to be this instant playmaker, right. we could have gone after more of a playmaker and for agency kind of switches things up. But that guy's already gone now. And mainly I'm looking, you know, besides – well, actually now Cheeto kind of dealing with what he's dealing with. Last year your second-round pick was not playing. The year before that, Randy Gregory on and off, yeah. you know, with different things. Marcus Lawrence. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but they moved up to get him. They yeah, were look what you got. Exactly. Yeah. What I'm saying is, you know, sometimes you have to when take you more pay risk. money for somebody that somebody else doesn't want. That scares me. And Mayoa was only a restricted free agent. He was. So it didn't take much for the Raiders to say, "Hey." We're give, giving you yeah. the qualifying offer. They right. didn't even want to do that. Right. And the Cowboys did it as a guy that, hey, hasn't had that many snaps. You know, he's on the – Let's develop him, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like yeah. he's coming up and, yeah. he, you know, he's kind of still the same guy. Do you think – I, I think more so, though, it's not necessarily pain for guys that other people don't want because as we're looking at, you know, when teams have huge – contract years like the Cowboys did last season and lost a lot of guys on the defense some of them you look at them and you're like yeah this guy's a great player for us but we don't have the money to pay him what he's gonna yeah pay you always have money for guys you want to keep well what I'm saying is you know you look at the Giants defense and they pretty much remodeled it all in free agency getting Olivier Vernon yeah, and they're one in seven yeah okay I think I think you guys know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but what I'm saying is you hate free agency. I hate you? free agency. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's okay. You're buying. You're buying somebody. It's like going to my I don't, garage I don't, sale I don't, I don't and disagree. taking my bookshelf that I didn't yeah. want. Yeah. But think, you know what? I think they do too. Because yeah. look at what they're doing. They're paying low cost salaries to guys that they're hoping can work out, and I and I think that strategy is sound because. You do. You are paying, as Stephen Jones always says, you're paying a good player to be great when you're spending big in free agency. Yes, yes. But the fact that they're spending small on guys who are middle-of-the-road type players in the NFL, I don't think it should be a huge surprise if they don't work out. Although I, I would have picked Thornton in this because we've watched him play the Cowboys with Philly, and he was a good player. Like, I... I'm surprised that one didn't work out more than any, any of these others, although Pia retiring is a is a how, how is Thornton doing up at the Bills? I'm sorry I haven't watched. Yeah, I haven't. I mean, I they're, really. they're, they're playing better on defense, but I don't know if it's all yeah, about it's him. all him. So, yeah. speaking of that. I guess, it, what I'm sorry, well, I guess what I'm saying is you do have to cert- take a certain amount of risk to get reward in free agency, and these are, these are very low-risk signings that aren't working out. Would you, so, give, would you give them credit for, for Darren McFadden? That's what I was. Yeah. Or would you give would you give him credit for Morris, Alfred Morris? And and both of them were very conservative yeah. salaries. And that's right? what I'm, that's what I'm saying. So I, if you didn't, you just say, oh well. Yeah, and I I think that it kind of looking at the Thornton one is the kick is the killer because you gave him more money. You can you can live with what happened with Demontre Moore. You can yeah. live with that one. You can live with Stephen Paya. You know, I mean, even though it wasn't your doing, it wasn't him playing badly. It was him not being healthy enough to play. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with Mickey on free agency. I think you have to be selective, though. But I don't think you could say just turn away and not do anything. No, I think you got to take try to take advantage and, and pick up something that you say, okay, maybe that guy didn't get a chance there. Yeah. And I don't have to pay a lot to take a chance on this guy. Yeah. Or he's a bad – Sign your own if you can. He's a bad apple, yeah. and okay, here, I'll, I'll give you a second chance to try to make it in the league. That's what they've done. They, they didn't want to resign Barry Church. They didn't want to resign Wilcox. They didn't want to Claiborne. sign Re- Claiborne or Carr or any of those guys because they said, you know what, we'll move on from them. We always talk about this, guys. You have to be able to evaluate your own team. Yeah. Evaluate your own team first and then figure out what you need to do. Yeah, no, and you know, when we were having this discussion, this was yesterday afternoon or something when the news of Demondre Moore came out and somebody was, I forget who brought it up, but they were bringing up, you know, a lot of the, some of their best add ons. They haven't all been free agents, maybe, you know, trades or different things like that, but bringing in guys at the start of the season, usually it's due to injury, kind of creating that, and you have to go find somebody else. But, you know, I'm looking at guys like Bryce Butler. Yeah, been a good addition. Uh, trying to think who else. David, David Irving. Irving, yeah. great one off the practice squad for right. the Chiefs. Right. Hey, Rod yeah, Smith. They are... claimed Rod Smith a couple years ago. So yeah, they've been able to do it. It's it's this free agent signing period in March that the last couple years hasn't worked out for them. But again, they're not willing to take big risks anyway. They just don't. They don't do it. 
Um, the last guy they spent money on, to be honest with you, I mean, well, was Thornton was, yeah, it was, Thornton. Greg, well, Gregory, Thornton was, but Gregory was almost a million dollars a game. If, if you look, or, I'm sorry, or Greg Hardy. Yeah. If you remember that. But compared to what his, he was, was a, pro- a big, 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 big risk. He, but, yeah. he, but he played one game. Am I right about that? He played one game the previous year. And the, but a pro played bowler first before game. that. So right. you're thinking, wow, this is a huge bargain if but, he can stay. But his you know, money came down ground. almost a million dollars a game. That's how desperate they were. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you're right, Mickey. You know, free agency, it's going to hit this team again this season with Demarcus Lawrence being up for a contract. And, yeah, you're right. If they w- want to keep him, they're going to have the money all of a sudden. Yeah, and 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 also they're factoring in Dak Martin's got to get paid too. So they're always looking down the road at their own guys, and they don't want to overpay for some of those guys they let go in March. You mentioned Church and those guys. Um, Thornton did win the poll, by the way, thirty-five percent following yeah. Demontre Moore, twenty-six. Yeah. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Of course, we have callers all the time. The number is two one four eight seven two twenty one zero two. Today we have Nebby on the line. What is your question? Uh, 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 hi everyone. Hi. Hey. Uh, uh, first of all, I want everyone to know uh, 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 that I had a great uh, birthday this past Monday, and I got to tell you, it, it feels great to be 34. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, 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 do you all believe, as I do, uh, 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 that we can make uh, pl- that we should be able to make plays against the Redskins? Uh, uh, secondary. And also, before I go, I just want to point out uh, that I think it's going to be able. Uh, I mean, I, I I think it's extremely important uh, 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 for Dak Prescott to uh, 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 get the ball out quickly uh, uh, in this game uh, 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 to counteract Washington's good. Uh, uh, pass rush and uh, uh, take care. Thanks for being patient with me. Have a great week and I hope to see you guys at the uh, 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 team uh, ho- uh, hotel. Uh, uh, thanks a lot. Take care. Bye. Thanks, Nebby. And he had a birthday on a victory Monday. So Way to go, Neb. Yeah, yeah happy birthday. birthday. That's Neb's, always Neb's a good one. Neb's seen us the last two years. We'll see if he can make it this year. Good deal. Uh, Cowboys secondary. So what he said about the uh, getting the ball out quickly, their pass rush. Yeah. How much did Terrell McLean play in that game? He was he was he did play. He was in, but he you know what's funny? He doesn't look like the same player. He now doesn't they, look, he doesn't look as quick as he off the ball. He he was more re, it was more of a read first then react. They've got him listed as at an end a second yeah. uh, second team guy. Yeah. He has started in their base some. Yeah, I don't know base. how much base they really are playing. Yeah, they, are, playing they, are they playing a they're playing a three four. Three four. Right. He's, so they got him as an end. He's defensive playing, end instead right. of playing the three. But he's not a head up. Yeah, he's not a head up like a five. He plays like over like we talked about with the Packers and then, you know, kind of a three, four in that kind of range. But yeah, he doesn't look I was watching him because he doesn't look as active as he did uh, you know, in with, with here with the Cowboys. So you know, that that's something to kind of keep an eye on there. He's right about the the secondary though for the Redskins, though, I mean, I, I think that to me it's going to be about can you find a way – a lot of man coverage, a lot of one-on-one coverage on the outside. You know, you have to try and – you're going to have to fight for some space and you're going to have to be ready for uh, some contested balls, but they do give up They do give up some plays. I they, thought they were that – Sorry, Mick, they were down to three healthy corners in yeah, the, in the right. Philly game. You mentioned Norman, Fabian Moreau, and – Holsey as well. So, yeah, yeah all, all got banged up. And their safety, McClure, too. Breland. Yeah. And Breland. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, I remember watching – I'm watching there, and I'm going, can these guys cover anybody? No. They, they, these guys were running wide open. I'll tell you what, they, they – he, Nebby's right, though. They get some pressure. I mean, they, they it, it's because, you know, Carson Wentz was able to make uh, – avoid, get through, you know, some, some sure sacks, get rid of the football. But, yeah, you, you're able to block – you're able to block this front you can make some plays on on the secondary for sure. Dak better get his PF Flyers on. Yeah, the, the one guy I'll what? point out to the guy PF Flyers. What's that? Shoes, tennis. Oh, the okay. uh, they the, were gone by then. Yeah, this DJ Swearinger, this DJ Swearinger they have that plays safety. He he is the worst cover man they have. 
He's big big hitter guy, though, right? Big hitter, big misser guy, too. Mm. And he that plays down low in the box. That's kind of his game. But you put him on a tight end, you put him in coverage. If they can match him up against – if they if the Cowboys can match up against Swearinger, somebody that can catch the ball, then they can they can make some good there. I'd keep an eye on that was one. Was the Matt Collins touchdown, was he involved in that one, the 64-yarder? And I know the, he, yes, the one that they just ran right by. Yes, absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. they they ran they ran a double move. They ran an out, and then they had a double move on the inside, and he just could not keep up down the field. It was a huge play, huge play. Huge I'd play. have to pick Witten. He might have a chance in this game, but I I think they 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 have to be scared to play him in coverage. They have to be. Uh, Greg Minuski, their defensive coordinator. I, I think he has to be a little nervous by that. Uh, that to match up somebody because he's just not very good in space. He's not. He doesn't cover well, and 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 people run by him. So take advantage of that. You were talking about picking Witten for your uh, rank him guy. Yeah, I'm don't sure. mess up a if good Swearinger's going to cover him. Yeah. Don't mess up a good thing. Keep keep <laughs> D-Law. I'll take Witten. Yeah, he's got the belt, man. Oh, okay. how can you go away from Tank? Yeah, nine and a half sacks. You see if Josh Norman plays. I think he still should petition for the other half sack that Pia got since Pia retired. He'd be tied for the league, <laughs> league now. Hyde, who who got it now? Uh, Clayus Campbell. Clayus Campbell. Campbell. In Jacksonville. Yeah. Ten. Ten. How about Jacksonville, though, real quick? Saxonville. <laughs> two, they've had two games of, what, ten or more sacks? Is that really? right? Yeah. I think Jacksonville's had <laughs> what two. What was the game I watched? <laughs> Lord. Who were they playing? They, they the Colts. Tech. Yeah. Oh. God. Yeah, they've had two games with <laughs> ten or more sacks. That's incredible. The, the 85 Bears were the last team to do that. Dude, that's amazing. That's like, There's going to be a 30 for 30 on the, <laughs> what, the 2017 Jacksonville Jags. What if I told you? Yeah. What if I told you a team that was so bad, they had number one draft pick pretty much every year, and then all of a sudden, pieces come together. <laughs> yep. They had Barry Church. They're overcoming Blake Bortles. <laughs> They're winning. They are winning. They are. And 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 nobody really well. Houston's Houston will make a run in that. It'll be so exciting AFC when they South. end up in London and they're just <laughs> sacking everyone. <laughs> just be good for them. No hard feelings. I'm I'm sure that would be great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's London games every week now. Yeah. Oh, there's there this week too. Yeah. Oh. More, more London games. Who's this week? There's another one. Uh, my my UK AFC East. My my UK oh, Cowboy fans are going to be disappointed with me. With me. I apologize, Jeffrey. I do too. Yeah, but there's another there's another game. I, mean, I think it's been four weeks in a row now, right? It's been kind of a month mm-hmm. of games that they've wow. had there. Yeah. They got all the good facilities there to do this stuff. No. Yeah, just keep D Law though, Mickey, because hopefully that's good juju. Yeah. Us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to say juju. Been pretty good. Yeah. It's been pretty good. And this is did you guys know that this was Tyrone's first time in his career to have two consecutive games of sacks yeah i didn't realize that i think people i think people if you really focus on him if you go to game pass on dallascowboys.com and watch it you'll realize there's a lot of things that tyron crawford and i'm not defending the guy i like the guy but you know and it's it's a syndrome that we all understand in sports it's the how much do i pay you and what are you doing syndrome and what have you done for me lately you know and that's there's a lot of times where he will do things that don't show up in your play-by-play, I, and, and I mean yeah. in a way of stats. But, you know, maybe he's taking on a block. Maybe he's getting off. It's the same thing that happened the other day. If you, if the, right before the, uh, I talked about, I wrote about it. The Jalen Smith makes a tackle for a two-yard gain. Okay, you're not thinking about a two-yard gain, and then the next play is a sack fumble, and you get the ball back. But the play before the two-yard run, you gave up 16 on the very same play, yeah. and he was out of position on the play. So he fought his way back. He learned his lesson. So you never; those are the types of things that people, unless you really watch the game pass and stuff like that, you know. Well, you don't get points for that in fantasy football. That's true. Thanks, Mick. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Who said that today? What? One of the coaches. Hey. Said something about fantasy football skews the stats in a game because if a guy's not getting points for you, then they're not – Gruden said it, right? I liked him. He was good. He also Are you had a leave message us to the Redskins report. He also gave He's a Will McClay. He had a buddy. message for Will McClay yeah. too. Yeah. I love that. Old arena ball guys. Yeah, that's right. What the, Todd asked him about it. Yeah. He said, "Yeah, remind him of that playoff game when we yeah. beat his butt." Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. We will be back same time, same place tomorrow. Mole, mole, mole. Mole. <laughs> 11:30 a.m. tomorrow morning.
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!